literally, literally when it comes to hunger, if you're full, you're not going to be hungry for food, right? You're not. If you're full, you just ate, you're not going to be hungry for food. So what happens is when, when, when you're, you're filling yourself with your ego, you're filling yourself with the applause of people, you're filling yourself with people's approval of you, community approval. When you're, when you're, when you're pleasing yourself with thoughts of your own greatness, like when, like when the disciples asked Jesus, who's, or the mother of the, of the sons of thunder asked Jesus, who's going to sit at the right hand of the father? And so remember the disciples, they were not willing to do what Mary did when she broke her alabaster box and she literally took her hair, which was her glory, and she wiped the feet of Jesus. They were not willing to do that because they weren't as hungry as she was because they still had too much of themselves. They were still full of other things, of ideas of their own greatness, of their own egos, of their own self-importance, of their own pride. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So what happens is when you are emptied of those things, you immediately become hungry for God. When you are willing, when you, when you are willing to be emptied of pride, willing to be emptied of your own ideas of your personal greatness, willing to be emptied uh, of, of people liking you, when you're willing to be emptied of people liking you, when you're willing to be emptied of people's approval. So what happens is we care sometimes too much, even when we say we don't, we care too much sometimes about people's approval. So what happens is if you're desiring people's approval, you're desiring uh, uh, acceptance from people, you're desiring, have, have you fallen into that at times? Yes, I have. When you are desiring some of these things, hello, um, you're not gonna be hungry for God. So this is why God allows us to go through a humbling process. This is why God sometimes humbles us, not because he hates us, not because he's mad at us, but because he loves us so much. He wants to get us in the place where he can give us the greatest riches that exist, the, the greatest riches in existence. God wants to put you in the position where, where he can give you the greatest riches in existence and you will appreciate it. Hello? So what that's that so that's what God sometimes God takes us through that process. And so I'm going to get into the word tonight. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, huh, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. I bendito. This thing is written in past tense, by the way, y'all. It's written in past tense. <laughs> it doesn't say he will glorify. He doesn't say he will justify. He says who he called, he justified, he glorified. Hello? Um, and, and that, that means lift up in his glory. Obviously, the glory belongs to him, but it means you are lifted up in his glory. And so, um, so it says here, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So listen, if God called you, if he chose you, he predestined you to, 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 to go to, to be transformed into Jesus, uh, um, the image of his son means the character of his son. It means to be like his son, to make the decisions, um, um, to reflect the son. Your behavior is the image. 
you, this is why when they saw Peter and, and, and John, they said, wow, he, they definitely have been with Jesus because they were now in the image of Jesus. They spoke like Jesus. They, they acted, their actions were like Jesus. They were now walking in the image of Jesus. The image is the reflection of, of, of his character, right? Hello. It doesn't mean they physically looked like him. It means that, that his character, Jesus' character was reflected in them. So, so, so if you were called, it means that before God created the earth, by the way, I want to interject that isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting that God says that he, those he chose, he chose before the foundation of the earth. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that many times in the Bible, uh, in the, in the, in the old Testament, God was, was, got angry and considered destroying the earth. Isn't that interesting that he considered destroying the earth? Could it be that the reason that he did not destroy the earth is because he made a point to know who would say yes to him before he created it? Could it be that the reason he did not destroy the earth is because he heard yeses before he created it? He made sure that he would hear yes before he created the earth. Hello? Could it be that the very reason why the earth is still here is you? Could it be that, haha, what if God knew before the foundations of the earth that nobody would say yes? Would he create the earth? If God knew before the foundations of the earth that nobody would have ever said yes, would he have created the earth? Hmm, I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Very interesting. Very interesting that, that, that who he chose, he chose before he created the earth. <laughs> I don't know if, if you guys are hearing what I'm saying. I don't know if you, I don't know. And so no matter what we have gone through, or whatever we're going through, it's something that God saw. He saw the end from the beginning and knew that there were things that had to happen for us to be conformed to the image of his son. And we don't understand everything that happens. And we don't understand everything that we go through because we don't have eternal perspective. We can't see throughout the, the spectrum of time. We cannot see from the spectrum of time. Listen, here's another thing that is mind blowing. Listen, listen, the, the Messiah came to the earth and they called him the lion of the tribe of Judah. But wait a second, wait a second. That goes all the way back to a woman named Leah, the a woman named Leah that was married to Jacob, that was married to a man that didn't love her, and she was miserable because he loved her sister and he didn't love her. And 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 Leah had children, and every child she had, she named after her depression and after her sorrow. But she repented of her sorrow, and when she repented, she named her son Judah, which means I will praise the Lord because she made a decision to not want love from a man to not need love from her, from her husband, to not need love from, from, she made a decision, I will get my love from God. And hello, that obedience, that small act, that seemingly small act of obedience, you and I are reaping from. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, God, for Leah's obedience. You and I are reaping from Leah's obedience. You're, I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Listen, listen, your small acts of obedience echo into eternity. They have a trickle effect that you don't understand. Why do you think this fight is so hard? Hello, why do you think that this fight is so hard? Do you think this fight is so hard for the next 10, for just 10 years of life? 
Do you think the devil is going to send so many demons to fight you so hard for 10 years of life? Hello, no, the devil knows one life leads to another. The devil knows that, that we pass batons. Hello, the devil knows that we're the ones keeping the earth alive. The devil knows that we are the ones, whether we know it or not, whether we understand it or not, the devil knows that we are the ones keeping him from being able to rule the way he wants to. This is why the Bible calls you the light of the world. You're not letting darkness take over. Your life, your prayers, your fasting is not letting darkness do what it wants to do. Your prayers are not letting darkness do what it wants to do to your sister. It's not letting darkness do what it wants to do to your family. It's not letting, hello, your prayers are holding the devil. I don't know if you, listen, that's why God, God calls you the light of the world for a reason. He's not going to call you something like that if it has absolutely no substance because light is a reflection of God himself. Are you understanding me? This is why that the hell is not going to have one little small droplet of light because there's no God there because light is nothing but a reflection of God himself. So why would God call you the light of the world if that title is an honor and it speaks of himself? Listen, so, so Leah, her small act where she was suffering because Jacob wasn't loving her, because her husband wasn't loving her. Her small act of obedience went boom and hit me and you. <laughs> Listen, this is why the enemy fights you the way he does. Understand what I'm saying. There is a synergistic multiplication factor on your life. This is why the devil says, stay down. Don't pray today. Don't, don't go to church. Don't see God. Stay down. And then sometimes in our foolishness, in our blindness, we listen because we can't understand holy trajectory. We can't understand celestial trajectory. We can't understand the trajectory of the Lord. We don't understand. Listen, if you read the Bible and these men and these women were simple men and women, but their lives trickled into to our lives. And this is why the fathers of Noah, uh, uh, everyone that came before Noah, um, um, they named, they named, you know, everyone that came from the line of Seth, they named Noah rest. And they said, because we, our deeds will be able to rest with him because they're like everything that we did fighting sin, fighting the, the children and the descendants of Cain, fighting all of this iniquity, everything that we did, it's going to live on through Noah. This is in the Bible. They said, we, will, I, I, we name him rest for our deeds will rest with him. In other words, we're able to pass the baton. Everything is a passing of the baton. This is why the book of Acts is the only book that doesn't say amen, because you are the book of Acts. So if God chose you, he predestined you to be conformed into the image, which means make decisions like Jesus this is, this is why so many that are ambitious for position, getting their identity from position, like, like David's brothers, getting their, 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 their identity and their sense of worth, even though they'll lie a thousand times because they're lying to themselves. They're not going to tell you the truth. They're lying to themselves. Hello. You know, if they tell you the truth, they're also telling themselves. So, so they, they, they're there, you know, all these wrong, and they don't understand. They don't understand. Number one, they don't understand their worth, which is sad, which is tragic. And then also, they don't understand that their life is meant to have a trickle effect. You are, you are, you are the continuation. This is why the Bible says, you've heard me say it, that it says that, the, that, they, that God did something so that these, the prophets of old would not be made complete without us. And then it says, and since we have such a great cloud of witnesses, let us, let us cast of all weight of sin that so easily ensnares us. And it says cloud because it means glory. Since we have these people in glory watching us, 
Let's perform well because, because they are complete through us. You got people in heaven watching you. Listen, is the Bible true? If the Bible's true, which it is, you got people in heaven watching you. There's a heavenly audience. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Doesn't the Bible say that the angels rejoice when a sinner repents? How do they know the sinner repents? They don't know everything. God knows everything. Hmm. For who he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the, first, the firstborn among many brethren. The firstborn among many brethren. What does that mean? That means so that everyone would be like Jesus. What do you mean be like Jesus? Me, I mean be on earth, but also be in heaven. I mean be in the flesh and be tempted, but, but obey the Father. Have the flesh. That never happened before in the old covenant. That somebody was filled with heaven while in the flesh. The Holy Spirit would come upon them, but they weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. Hello? They weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. So that he would be first of many brethren. What many brethren? Men in earthen treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure? Where a man's treasure is, his heart is also. <laughs> in other words, I put my treasure, God is saying, I put my treasure inside of you because what does that mean? That means that's where my heart is. My heart is in you. Where a man's treasure is, his heart is also. I have placed this treasure in earthen vessels. Mm. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. These, past tense, like right before Jesus, right before Peter denied uh, 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 Jesus three times, Jesus told the father, they've kept their, they've kept your word. They've kept your commands. You're like, what do you mean? He kept the commands right now. He's about to break some commands. A chapter later, he's going to break some commands. What do you mean? He kept your commands. He knows the end from the beginning. That is, he's going to do, he's going to use that sin, that mistake to melt down his, his, his pride so that he becomes nothing so that God could be everything through him. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> oh, so what, so what am I speaking about today? Thank you for asking. Uh, um, we are called, we were predestined to be overcomers. We were predestined, we were designed to overcome. You're not designed to survive. You're not designed to survive. You're not designed to make it. You're not designed to make it into heaven. And we know some people are gonna make it right? Some people that are gambling their eternity, but God has mercy on who he chooses to have mercy on. All praise to him. We know some people are going to make it, but God did not design you to just make it. Is there anybody hearing what I'm saying? God did not design you to just make it. God designed you to overcome. God designed you to overcome. Um, hello. This is why the Bible says we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Why? A conqueror can't reproduce himself at a, at a synergistic rate. We are more than conquerors. We are designed to overcome. In fact, God is waiting for you to overcome. 
God is forcing you. He's forcing you to face what you don't want to. He's forcing you to face what you don't want to. Why? Because you're going to be sitting right next to him. Because, because he has to say, she proved herself. She's going to judge angels with me. He proved himself. He's going to judge angels with me. Um, I'll read some scripture. Revelations 2, 2, 7. Revelations 2, 7. He who has an ear to hear, let him, let, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Mm, this is, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> um, God removed Adam and Eve from the garden so they would not eat from that tree. We know that that tree represented Jesus, but it is a literal tree. And God removed Adam and Eve from that tree, from that garden, so they would not eat from that tree. Hello, so they would not eat from that tree because if they eat from that tree, they would live forever. So then God would maybe have to destroy the earth and make it make the earth like earth like another hell because they, they still, even, even in the judgment, they would live forever. I don't know if you guys are understanding what I'm saying. So this is, this is, this is why there's a secret society whose number is 322. There's a, a secret society whose number is 322 because the book of Genesis is 322 when it says, remove them from the garden lest they eat of the tree of life and live forever in sin. So that secret society wants to live forever independent from God. So there is, there is, there is, uh, uh, he had to remove them. So we are going to eat of that tree. And I know some people say, yeah, that tree is Jesus. True. It represents Jesus, but it is a literal tree. So and then it says, um, he who has an ear to hear, to him who overcomes, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which means uh, 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 your body will be glorified. There'll be no way for the enemy to kill you. There'll be no way. <laughs> Let's continue. To he who overcomes. Um, Revelations 3.21. Revelations 3.21. You guys can write it down. Revelations 3.21. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who overcomes. What do you mean he who overcomes what is inside of you? Listen, the devil has no power if he has nothing that he could identify inside of you. If there's nothing like him inside of you, he has no power. He was destroyed. He who overcomes what? the things inside of you that you don't want to face. This is why on the long list of sinners, on the long list of people that are not going to enter the gates of heaven, it, uh, sorcerers, idolaters, fornicators, adulterers. And by the way, that's a lifestyle. That's not someone that makes a mistake. Those are people that, that end up living that as a lifestyle and don't repent. In that long list, he also throws in coward, which almost doesn't, seems like it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense because a coward goes backwards. A coward is someone that goes backwards and does not face the Goliath. A coward lies. A coward doesn't want to face the truth. A coward is a liar. A coward doesn't bring their real sin before God. A coward doesn't confess their real, hello, I don't know if you understand. A coward doesn't face their Goliath. So what happens is overcome what? And, and how do you overcome? By the power of the blood and the word of your testimony. A lot of people keep saying that like it's your testimony. It's telling your testimony. No, that's just a byproduct. 
by the word of your testimony. It's also, we see that in the book of, uh, I believe in the book of John, where he said, I am a witness of the light. I myself am not the light. I bear witness of the light, but I did not deny the light. I did not deny the light. That is what it means. It means that no matter what they put you through, no matter the trials, you get thrown in jail, you get stoned, you get persecuted, you get jumped, you get, you do not deny. Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. It means that nothing can get you to deny. That's what that means. They defeated the dragon, the devil, with the, with the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony means I am a witness of the light. I know that Jesus Christ is Lord and he died for our sins and he took the keys of death from the devil and he was risen on the third day. That you never deny that. Right. That's what that means. Hello. That's what that means. So telling your testimony is just a byproduct of that. It isn't just telling your testimony. You know, oh, when I would Jesus came to me, I was depressed and I was suicidal. No, no, no. That's a byproduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how they overcome. They overcome. Hello. They overcome because they don't give in. So what happens is that's why the Bible says the race is not given to the swift, but to he who endures to the end. It's not given to the ones that move the fastest, get promoted the fastest, get anointed the fastest, get used by God by the fastest. The ones that, that, that just seem to just <clears throat> everything happens fast in their life. And I'm not saying that everything that happens fast is, is bad, but I am saying those that 20 years later, they're still on fire. 10 years later, they're still on fire. 25 years later, they're still on fire. Those that endure, those that endure. That's what, that's, what, that's what the chosen look like. What do the chosen look like? Those that endure. This is why the Bible says, make your election sure. Make your election sure. Let the lukewarm with their own doctrine come up with their own doctrines and go to the club and say that they're saved, that that's what they want to do. You make your election sure. You make sure that you are walking in the image of Christ. Listen, God did not call you to go from confession to confession. He called you to go from one glory to another glory. There's a scripture you heard me go ahead and share uh, a week ago, a, a scripture that I shared two weeks ago, I'm sorry, where, 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 where it says he who walks in stumbles uh, 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 falls and does not, uh, he who walks in darkness stumbles and does not know why he falls. And before that, it says the, 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 the righteous are like the rising of the sun, getting brighter and brighter and brighter until the day of his coming. In other words, the righteous see brighter. We see, we're supposed to see more clearly. And what does that mean? See, we're getting there. We're getting there. What does that mean? See, what does it mean? See, mm. it means to grow in conviction, grow in awareness, grow in sensitivity, it, this is why the Bible says that some, for lack of use, their senses have become dull for those that don't like feeling and they're against feeling and they're like, oh, don't talk. It's not a, it's about, it's by faith. Yes, but faith leads to manifestation and it is by faith and it's not by feeling, but, but faith leads to manifestation. So, and it says for those that have become, whose senses have become dull. What do you mean? Your senses have become dull. That's in the new Testament. It means that you no longer sense the same. For those that don't like feeling, there's a scripture for you to chew on. For those whose senses, for those whose senses have become dull for lack of use. Hmm. See, so what is it to, to, to know the Lord, to, for your, for, to get brighter and brighter? It means you're more aware, you're more sensitive, you're more convicted. The Bible says the Holy Spirit came to the world to convict the world of sin, uh, to, to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. What does that mean? The first thing it means, oh my God. The first thing it means is to take you out of religion. What, what does that mean, take you out of religion? You have knowledge, but that knowledge isn't real to you when you're alone in private. The Holy Spirit, when it says he will convict you of sin, righteousness, and judgment, it means I'm sending the Holy Spirit 
to make this real to you. I'm telling the whole, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. So sin remains to be sin in your heart. Righteousness remains to be righteousness in your heart. No church can give you that. No woman of God can give you that. No man of God can give you that. They can push you into it. They can inspire you into it. They could pray for you to walk into it, but they cannot give you that. Listen, this is the difference between somebody on fire and somebody that's like a burnt tire. Hello, burnt tire or on fire? You know what the difference is? The conviction of the Holy Spirit. That is the difference. That is the game changer. The game changer. The game changer is when is when you know that you know the judgment that is to come. How do you know the judgment that is to come? The Holy Spirit is burning it into you. He's confirming it. He's 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 Apostle Paul said, my spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit. That I am a son of God. In other words, my spirit has an intimate moment with the Holy Spirit. And, and it becomes it becomes no way to doubt my spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit. And so there's no room for doubt that I am a son of God. And with groanings, I cry out, Abba, Father, because my spirit bears witness. That's an experience, my friends. That is not theology. That is not knowledge. That is an experience, my friends. And experience involves feelings. My spirit bears witness. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is what separates the sheep from the goat. Hmm. The conviction of the Holy Spirit. Right now you could be hearing me and it sounds like good words, but it's not that real to you. You can turn this off and go sin. You can turn this off and go sin. And you know the sin is wrong. You know the sin is wrong. But you're not convicted that the sin is wrong. Because you lost the awareness of the judgments. You lost the awareness of righteousness. And what is righteousness? God showing you what is right and why it's right. Mm. God showing you these words are right. Those words are not. Ah, oh, the conviction. Why do you think Jesus was so violent? <clears throat> Jesus, your mother, your brothers. What mother? What brothers? Those that do the will of my father or my mother and my brothers. Why was he so violent? Why was he so aggressive? Because this is real. And if it isn't real to you, you're not going to understand me. You're not going to understand me. This is why there are a lot of people, maybe, maybe some of you have, have heard it, you know, that, that think I'm hateful. They think I'm hateful. Why? It's not real to them. The Bible says the, the, the righteous man is rightly judged by no one, yet rightly judges all things. It's very different from, to be from the outside looking in than from being from the inside looking out. I don't know if you guys are hearing what I'm saying. Jesus was on the inside looking out. He said, no one has ascended into heaven except the son of man that came from heaven, who is in heaven. He was talking to the man and he's like, I'm here sitting right next to you. I'm in heaven. Yeah, there's that. And everybody went to paradise at that time before he was resurrected. When he was resurrected, everybody went to heaven. But in that time, everybody went to paradise. Anyways, that's another story. So revelations hello to he who overcomes you will sit at my throne you will sit at my throne by the way um the millennium reign i believe that those are going to be tested in the millennium reign are going to be people that are born at that time and also people are uh, like the thief on the cross who got in by the skin of their teeth why they were never tested where do i get that from well i could be wrong but where do i get that from the bible says if you suffer with christ you will reign with him also 
In other words, sitting with him on the throne is because you suffered. What do you mean you suffered? You didn't give in to the pleasures of sin when other people were giving in. You didn't go, huh? what do you mean suffer? You, yeah, 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 you got persecuted. You got misunderstood. You got rejected. You got abandoned. When you, you know, you went through stuff, you know, you lost people. You, you, you know what I mean? You gave your life. You gave your heart. Uh, they betrayed you. They backstabbed you. If you suffer with Christ, you will reign with him also. So I believe in the millennium reign when God lets Satan out again, when he lets that snake loose again, I think it's to test those that were not tested in their life. So let's rejoice that we're being tested. <laughs> this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. So to him, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on the throne. You know why I'm still walking with God? Do you know? I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you guys the complete and utter truth. I'm just going to tell you the truth. Do you know why I'm still walking with God? Well, it's not my goodness. It's not my goodness because, you know, I've had bad thoughts. And when I haven't been as close to the Lord, I've been tempted. I've been tempted in every way. So do you know why I'm still walking with the Lord? Because he still makes some things. Because he still makes things too real for me. I'm just telling you the, the, the honest truth. Why don't I walk away from God? Why am I still seeking the Lord? Why am I still evangelizing? Why am I still fighting the good fight? Why am I still uh, fighting and, 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 and you know, going after God and, and, and living a holy life and, and all these? Why am I still doing that? Because he continues to make things real to me that are undeniable. It's, it's so he makes it so real. It's undeniable. If God didn't make it real for me, I would have fallen away a long time ago. If the Holy Spirit doesn't reveal, if God makes a decision to not reveal himself to me, if God makes it, mm, there's no way for me to continue. Listen, only God, only the Holy Spirit can make you want to pick up your cross. Only the Holy Spirit can make you desire to carry a cross. Only the Holy Spirit could make you, uh, could make you want to suffer. Only the Holy Spirit could, could, could make you cry out to die to yourself. Listen, listen, a lot of these people, man, they, they've lost the conviction of the Holy Spirit and they're there preaching. They're getting their preachings on, 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 on social media and YouTube from other people. And we could tell because there's no passion or power in it. Hello. And, 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 they, and they should just sit down and seek God is what they should do because the, the, the conviction is no longer real. It's no longer. Listen, there's times where God makes himself real. And I'm like, God, why? Why do you continue to make yourself real to me? I mean, the Lord gave me visions the other day. And I'm like, Lord, it's just crazy. It's crazy. He makes things too real to me. So it gets to the point that it's undeniable and I have to give in. You have to understand. I have to give in. You have to understand. I have to give in. This is one when, when people want to say things about me, like I'm bitter, I'm hurt, I have unforgiveness. You really do not know what's going on with me and God in private. God doesn't let me. Even if I want to, he doesn't let me. This He doesn't let me, even if I want to. And yes, maybe there's times I wanted to. Without God, I got all types of pride. All types. All types. What do you, you know? You know why I'm able to tell you that? You know why I'm able to say that? Loud and proud. You know why I'm able to say that? Because, because the Lord gives me power over it. The Lord has made me see uh, the beauty in confessing it. The Lord has made me see the beauty 
in not identifying with the evil the Lord has allowed me to see. I'm not afraid because perfect love casts out all fear. Are you hearing the enemy's trying to bind you to fear so that you don't face, so that you can't be healed because the enemy knows that the Holy Spirit can heal you. Listen, you need to, you need to encounter the Holy Spirit again. You, oh my God, you need the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son. He pre, hello, if you're not in the image of his son, you need to get back up. But the only way to get back up is to get a different taste in your mouth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is why the devil imitates this. The devil and demons, they bring an atmosphere so they can imitate imitate God. And of course, it's a weaker, it's not even comparable, but they come and they imitate it. So they bring temptation, they bring sin. So then you start to believe I can't live without this sin because your flesh burns with it. So you're like, I can't live without this sin. I'm addicted to this sin because the enemy brings an atmosphere and makes you think this is what is real. This is what is real. Look at this. This is real. Listen, listen, remember, yeah, I know you know that God is good, but that's not real to you. This is what is real to you. This is what you keep doing. This is what is real to you. But I want to let you know that that's nothing but a lie because the devil knows that once God God's, God, God's power comes even in a second. Your eyes are going to be open and he's going to be in trouble because it's not supposed to be by your power or by your strength anyways. And listen, God predestined you to overcome. And this is why he said, have peace in this, that I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. I already overcame and I am inside of you. I already whooped the devil. Just let me out. I already whooped the devil. Stop trying to figure out how to whoop the devil and trying to take spiritual MMA classes. Listen, I'm the master. Why don't you just let let me out. Can you let me out so I can whoop the devil? Please just let me out. Can you do that, please? And just let me out. But you need to cry out, Abba Father. You need to fast again. You need to let go of the friends that are churchians and all up in the church and all about and all, all serving, but they but they occasionally curse and they're listening to music that's celebrating Galatians, what Galatians chapter five tells us not to do. Hello, and they're listening to music celebrating Galatians chapter five. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not talking to you about religion. Everybody thinks everything is religious. Oh, worldly music, you're religious. No, I'm not saying that you're condemned. I'm saying you're blind. I'm not saying you're condemned. I'm saying you're distracted. Maybe you're not completely blind, but the Bible says if you're not growing, you have become short-sighted to blindness. So what should I believe, the Bible or your culture? Should I believe the Bible or your, because the Bible's hardcore. The Bible's hardcore. So I don't know. I don't know. The, you know what the Bible, what I read the other day? It says, do not be negligent. I will not be negligent to, to, to not rebuke my brother. Wait a second, what? It said, I will know. I said, it worded it this way. I will not be negligent to not tell my brother the truth. Wait a second, what? So not telling our brothers and sisters the truth is negligence? That's negligence based on the New Testament. The New Testament says things like, um, do not even sit with one that calls themselves brother, but commits sexual morality and idolatry. The American church is not ready for that. You don't hear no American pastor quoting that. You don't hear no American pastor quoting. It's the New Testament, y'all. You don't hear the, uh, an American pastor quoting. Uh, yeah, if someone continues and they don't repent of their sexual morality and their idolatry, don't even eat with them. That's what the New Testament says. So should I believe the New Testament or should I believe your culture? Should I believe your culture? Oh, no, but that was for those times. Those were different times that we were living in. But the Bible says that it's eternal. The Bible says that every scripture is, 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 the, is inspired by God and it is for correction and, 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 and instruction and, re, and, and, and rebuke. That's what the Bible says. But see, they're not ready. Why? You're, you know why? Conviction. It's not real to you. It's not real to you. Listen, even if you love drinking Coke and Pepsi and eating a Mickey D's like I did, and then I did research on McDonald's and I never touched McDonald's again. I repented, not even the fries. 
not even the apple pies, not even the apple pies, not even the fries. And I never touched that thing again, but I think it's made out of plastic. It's crazy. Unless I want to eat a Monopoly board. If I'm going to eat a Monopoly board, then I'll eat some Mickey D's because it's the same thing. Now, it, maybe you like that. Maybe you like the Coke and the Pepsi and the, you know what I'm saying? And all of that. But, but if somebody tells you that's bad nutrition, they explain nutrition to you. They show you nutrition. You know what you're going to do? You know what you're going to do? You're going to agree with them. You're going to agree with them. And you might still drink the Coke, but you're not going to get offended. You know why you're not going to get offended? Because it's real to you. The nutrition is real to you. That's why you're not going to get offended. But you still drink the Coke if you want to. But you're not going to get offended. The reason why people get offended when you tell them the truth of the Bible is because why? It's not real to them. But if I tell you the truth of the Bible, hey, you're hurt, bro. Hey, I think you're hurt, man. Hey, you're bitter. Hey, why are you angry? You're religious. That's a religion. Why? It's not real to you. You're not, I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. The difference between fire, the difference between the sheep and the goat is the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes it so real to you. When you're in the presence of God, when you're in the presence of God, and you're truly, truly seeing the Lord, you are willing to do anything. You are willing to give anything. Hello, you are willing to give anything. You are willing to do anything because he convicts you of righteousness, meaning what is right, and then it burns in you. Remember when Jesus came to them after the resurrection, when he was sitting with them and they were eating fish? The Bible says that the fire of God was burning in their hearts. Listen, when the fire of God is burning in your heart, you forget yourself. You forget what you wanted for yourself. You were predestined to overcome. You were made. You were not made. I want you to understand this. You were not made for a natural life. You were not made to be defeated by depression. You were not made to be defeated by rejection. You know what? When, when the enemy brought those, those guys to reject you, when the enemy bought, brought those girls to reject you, God saw that as an opportunity to make you more dependent on him, more in love with him, have more faith than you ever did. Because even though you just want to fall in love with the right person, God, God's plans for you are more powerful than you having romance. God's plans for you are to, he makes his ministers a flame of fire. God's plans for you, he makes them. Hello, he makes them. The Bible says he himself has made some to be apostles, some prophets, <clears throat> some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. He himself, he makes you to be a flame of fire. And listen, to be a flame of fire, you have to burn something. The only way fire stays alive is if it's burning something. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So, so maybe you just want to fall in love with the right person and God wants to conform you to the image of his son. And you're like, but I just want to fall in love and I just want the right person and I'm lonely. But God is like, but I want your life to echo into 2006. 2080, 3010, if we're still here, uh, uh, even into the millennium reign, God wants your life to go like Leah, hello, like, 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 like the men and the women of God, like Esther, who, who listen, without Esther's sacrifice, there would be no Messiah. Without Esther's sacrifice, there would be no Messiah. God wants your life. God wants your life to echo into eternity. And you're like, I just wanna hold hands with someone. I'm tired. 
and the Lord wants you to be in love with him, the thing is you're not getting revelation. The thing is that you're getting churchiation. You know what you're getting? You're getting churchiation. You're getting church stimulation. You know, when you're in church and then you see, I love you. I love you too. I love you. <laughs> yeah. And then you get two words and then you're touched and you're like, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you go home and it's back to the same thing. It's back to the same thing. And you're calling five mentors 10 times. My mentors know where I can't find them. And Jesus is like, all right, yeah, you know, I guess. I guess. That's why Apostle Paul said you're behaving like mere men. In other words, you're carrying this power that not even the devil has. Not even hell has that power. Principal, the principality. What principality? The principality was defeated by the power that's living inside of you. That principality remembers that power that's living inside of you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You were, you were designed for victory, but, 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 but why? Why do you recline in defeat? Because you don't know your identity. Because you haven't had conviction of the Holy Spirit. You forgot power. Remember power? When you didn't even know, when you felt the power of God so much, you didn't even know what to do with it. When you felt the presence of God pull your heart out, put it back in, you didn't even know what to do with that. Hello, do you know? Listen, the fire of God calls me. God shows me things sometimes when I don't expect it. He pulls me in and I don't even expect it. He knocks me down. I don't even expect it. And the Lord speaks to me and shows me things. And, 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 and he gets me to desire things that I didn't want. He gets me to desire things I did not want. Is there anybody understanding me? He changes my desires. And he makes me love the dying to self. He makes me enjoy dying to self. He'll give you the passion. He'll change your appetite. Let me tell you something. Appetite, I want you to hear me. I'm almost done, I'm finishing. Appetite, hello, is created. Appetites are created. Appetites are created. Appetite is not created. It's not created by us. Appetite in general was created by God because appetite is connected to what or who you choose to worship. But appetites are created by us. So if you want more of God, he said, if you have an appetite, is there anybody here that has any hunger at all for more of God? Is there anybody here that wants to, to go back to their first love? Is there anybody here that wants to be consumed with God in the morning, God in the, in the evening, God at night? Is there anybody here that wants to be how you used to be that what people said about you didn't matter? Gossip didn't matter. How much God used you didn't matter. If you got promoted or not didn't matter. I don't know if you understand if, if, if people liked you or not didn't matter if people understood you or misunderstood you didn't matter it didn't matter does anybody want to go back to that place where it isn't about church and churchians and church stimulation and and church approval and and and, and listen church is part of the biblical deal the bible says do not forsake the assembling of the saints but it isn't the ultimate thing it isn't the main thing do you do you want to go back or do you wanna to continue to lie to yourself? Because we're so good at that. We're so good at that. When God makes himself real to you, you will have the power and the fuel to forgive, to forgive yourself, to let go of regret, to admit your own lies, to, to repent, to, to, to walk in holiness and, and it will burn. You will feel power. You'll be overwhelmed by power and love. 
<clears throat> you'll be overwhelmed by so much power and love that it won't matter to you. It won't matter to you.